Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2016. This is Don talking about Step 3. Uh, good morning, I'm Don, I'm an alcoholic. Hi Don. I'm sober today. Um, it was an honour to be asked and it's a privilege to share here. I was a bit bewildered when I was asked but I, I have to do it, you know. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous has changed my life and um, saved my life. And when I'm asked to do something for AA, I've got to do it. I've got to stand up and um, be here and share my experience, strength and hope. Um, I had no spiritual life, no uh, religious convictions, no um, religious upbringing or um, any education in, in that way. I uh, never was. A, we weren't church goers, but we had a... Um, you know, we knew the difference between wrong and right and celebrated Christmas, and but I never prayed. Um, I never had any uh, belief in a God. I was agnostic. I was, um, you know, pretty cynical. Um, you know, I never did any self-help. I never looked at anything, um, any sort of retreats or anything. I just drank piss. Um, <laughs> the first... The first my escape was drinking. I was a very um, bookish, shy, introverted kid. You know, I read a lot of science fiction and comics, and you know, I was uh, off with the fairies and uh, lived in a different world than everybody else. And I, I was very um, socially awkward. And when I discovered drinking when I was about 16, um, you know, it, it was this elixir of life. It gave me this confidence. It got me in with the in crowd, and um, you know, I transformed. It was my um, solution. It. Um, helped me connect with people. I, it defined me and I became, you know, it's been mentioned before, I, I was a good good at it and it was something I was good at. And, uh, you know, I had a reputation as being a heavy drinker and a, and a party boy and, um, you know, I, I was a hell raiser and, you know, but also it amplified the, the, the bad things, you know. I became very, um, I lost all ambitions and I, I was... You know, I, I couldn't care anymore. I was apathetic, and, and all that was magnified. I got dropped out of school. You know, I wasn't a great academic, but you know, once I started drinking, I, I you know, I, I just dropped out of school, got blue-collar uh, jobs, and worked with uh, hard men. And um, you know, I can continue to drink and spend my money. Um, when I was 19, I got a bout of hepatitis, and um, you know, it was suggested that I had to stop drinking. You know, for at least 12 months, or I could die. I stopped for about three and I started again. I started drinking again. Somehow I survived. I, um, and that was insane. That was at 19. You know, the rug was pulled out from under me. I couldn't stop drinking. I needed it. And once I started, I couldn't stop. Um, you know, and I hung around with heavy drinkers and, um, you know, kind of like-minded people. But I was always different. They could stop, put the cork in it. I couldn't. I was always the last man standing. Um, obsessed with it. Uh, when I wasn't, wasn't drinking... I was obsessed with it, and um, always embarrassed um, what I did when I was had when I was drunk, but continued to drink. You know, I was getting a lot of trouble. I was sick. I was um, hurt a lot of people. I was selfish. I was self-centered. I was full of fear. I was full of self-pity. I was jaded. I was disconnected, and I couldn't care about anybody. Extended family, my own family. Um, they were all kind and loving, and they couldn't see what was wrong with me. Um, I had friends, you know, you know, larrikin-like mates. Um, 
and that's where I concentrated on my, on my uh, love and my efforts towards them, not my own family. Um, you know, it was 28 years of appalling behaviour. Um, in hindsight, um, you know, I was by the end of my drinking, I was 44 years of age. I was living back at home. I would have been destitute. My friends had left me or were leaving me. My friends seemed to uh, reinvent themselves, get careers. Uh, get married, get on with life. I was, um, you know, still drinking down in the pub, watching life pass me by, sitting on the bar stool. Um, the first hotel I drank in was the Manhattan Hotel. My last drink was at the Manhattan Hotel 28 years later. So that's an analogy of where booze took me. It didn't take me very far. You know, and something had to be done. I, um, Alcoholics Anonymous had been mentioned. I'd been to the doctor a couple of years before I came into AA. I was, you know, the blackouts were getting worse. Um, you know, my behaviour was getting worse. I was full of delusion and denial. You know, I was going through my Dean Martin Rat Pack period. I was, I was in the uh, casinos and uh, strip clubs, uh, at the Flemington, um, in the members, hanging around with... Uh, with millionaires, but I had nothing, you know, but I could put a suit on and put a front up and, um, you know, just full of denial and delusion. Um, but, you know, I was, get, I was still doing the same things I was doing when I was 16, you know, I was still getting punched up and, uh, you know, just immature, this hedonistic Peter Pan that had never grown up. I came to, um, you know, I went to the doctor, I said, I was blacking out too much, yeah, there's a problem, he goes, okay, let's try and stop. I tried to stop for 12 months. I stopped for about five. I picked up a drink again. Within an, um, you know, next couple of weeks, I was back into blackout drinking. Um, you know, back into appalling behaviour. And um, friends of mine, all through my drinking career, had said that you know you're an alcoholic, you've got a problem, um, and I couldn't see it. Um, and then I, once I started again, um, you know, my behaviour was worse. So I experienced the progression of the disease outside of Alcoholics Anonymous. And when I came in here subsequently, I, I heard that and, and I identified with that, and that was a point of entry for me too. Um, I came here, you know, a shaking, shivering mess on a Sunday morning after the, you know, after the incident at home. Um, I had to do something. I sat in a, in a meeting. People were friendly, kind, um, considerate, um, welcoming. But, you know, as I said, I was, I was pretty disconnected. Uh, I thought I was pretty cool and, you know, um, I couldn't understand the happiness and, and joy by then. Um, I was very jaded. But I listened and I came back and, uh, to another meeting another couple of days later. I am denied. And then I came back to a few more meetings irregularly, in, um, but I didn't pick up a drink. Uh, stuff was happening. I ad was identifying. I, I developed friendships, uh, I, um, but I was still a bit of a quiet achiever. You know, I just still hadn't plugged in properly. I, you know, two or three months in, I hadn't picked up a drink. I wasn't getting sick. I wasn't blacking out. Um, you know, the, the behaviour was improving. I was getting a pat on the back. You know, people were coming back into my life. But I nearly walked away. I was very self-conscious. I found it very hard to share and, and communicate still. Um, I bought a big book. It was just I bought a big book by the man who became my sponsor. He said, just um, read the stories at the back. And being defiant, 
I read the whole book. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't retain a lot, but there was there was something in there that that connected with me. Um, I could see this was a blueprint for life. I um, you know, I hung around. I did what was suggested. I got a sponsor. I got a home group. I got a service position. I did regular and frequent meetings. Um, I didn't pick up a drink, and I and I had to put the steps into my life. Um, you know, I was still, I still couldn't do life. I was, I was still awkward and, and shy. Now I wasn't drinking. Um, you know, the bravado and the ego and all that had to be crushed, I realised. Um, you know, I identified my life was unmanageable. I was powerless over alcohol. But, you know, I needed a higher power in my life. You know, and that baffled me, but... I thought, reading, I thought I can do this. You know, with, with encouragement, I thought I can do And I felt something, reading the book, going through the steps initially, coming to meetings, I felt this inner glow, and I just surrendered. And it was, <coughs> I sincerely mean, mean that. It was something I've never felt before. It was, it was a sense of hope, a sense of serenity, and a sense that I was in the right place. Um, you know, so I, so I subsequently went through the steps. You know, I, I kind of did them rapidly, but it, it, at the time, I thought I'd, I did it to the best of my ability. Um, I continued to come to AA. I haven't picked up a drink for over seven years of days now. But, um, you know, I've got to constantly work on myself. You know, there was a period there where, where I rested on my laurels. Um, but I had to turn my life over to a higher power, um, you know, I realise now I've got to change my action. I can't be selfish and self-centred. I can't do all this stuff now. Particularly, you know, a lot of stuff got better. Um, the family and friends, um, you know, they came back into my life. I, you know, I got... Uh, you know, pay rise and different positions, you know, I um, learnt to drive. I couldn't drive a car, you know, that, that was sort of like sanity being restored to me, to be able to be like some, like other people. Um, you know, I didn't have to rely on anybody, but I always needed a helping hand. Um, but, um, you know, there's still... My behaviour could still be and can still be um, inappropriate. I still can be offensive and short to, with people, but I have a connection with my higher power. He connects through me, through my conscience, and when I do something wrong, it doesn't sit well with me. You know, I can't control all the situations, and, you know, I get overwhelmed. But when I say to myself, thy will not mine be done, it, it, it unblocks me. It, it, un, it, it um, unwinds. Um, I don't know if it's divine intervention or just me changing my mindset. But, um, you know, having a belief in a higher power, having a belief that I can't do anything, I can't run the show, you know, I want to be the actor. I want to tell everybody what to do. I want to be the leader. And, you know, if they do what I tell them, hopefully everything will be all, work out all right. But it, it, it doesn't work like that, you know. People get short with me and, I, you know, I stand on their toes and they react. Um, so I've just got to continue to communicate um, do God's will. Do, do be kind and considerate. Be loving. Be to tolerant. Be patient. Don't be full of resentment and, um, you know, dishonest. I've, 
you know, do what's right, do what your conscience tells you. And if you're short and if you, um, you know, say the wrong thing and be harmful and hurtful, you know, I've got to make amends immediately. I, I can't sit with it. Um, you know, and I lost my father uh, last year. He had a, um, an aggressive melanoma and, um, you know, I watched him pass away and I made my amends to him um, and he was proud of what I achieved. I could be there, you know, my default position is to run and hide and drink. I was there, I was able to, to be with him, to support my mother in his last days. I, um, you know, all through his sickness, but I was, you know, in his last, in his last days, he, um, he was um, grateful for what I did and, and how I changed my life. Um, it was a privilege to say goodbye to him on, on good terms. You know, a lot of people have, don't have that privilege and it, it was a blessing for me. Um, my mother's now sick. I can be there. I can be supportive to her. I can, you know, it's my turn to look after them or look, look after her. I mean, she's been sick before and I was drunk. I was never there. I was um, always a, a um, you know, concern and it... it didn't help her recovery um, when she was sick. She's sick again, you know, and I can do what I can. You know, it's, all, it's all due to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, you know, I'm a grateful member. Alcoholics Anonymous has, has turned my life around. Um, you know, I pray, I meditate, I do my readings. I try and help newcomers directly or indirectly. You know, I'm a grateful member of this society it's the best thing I've ever done, and um, if you're new around, stick around, because if I can do it, you can do it. So, thank you. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.